We're back. Number five. Yay! Do you want to sing us the little jingle? Uh, <laughs> we made it to number five. We're still alive. And we're coming live. There we go. Rubbish. <laughs> What does it say? Don't do live television, don't work with children. Yeah, that's it. Ah. Uh, we're back for Community Conversations number five. So if there's anybody that is watching this live within the um, community, they still have an opportunity and a chance to join this conversation live. If you are watching this on YouTube or maybe you're watching this on the or listening to it on the podcast, please know that when we do this every single month, we encourage you to come and participate. So make sure that you're part of our greenhouse. Head to abty.co.uk forward slash greenhouse. And on that webpage, you will find a link to our Facebook community. That is where we post all our events. That's where we let you know when we're going to be doing this. And that is how you can get involved in these conversations. What do we what do we talk about today? I mean, obviously, the, the, the whole topic of our conversations is, is one of community. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you've got a few questions on your heart. Yeah, I think we've touched on it briefly before. Um but in terms of like a sense of belonging to a community and how like how we create that or how that is created and sort of finding examples of that and that is something that I think I'm always looking for when people are interacting within within our community space is that do they feel that they they have belonging and, and space here to kind of you know show up as themselves which is obviously what we always encourage so yeah yeah, I suppose I can pose the question straight away, really, is so what's or do you have a moment in your life where you felt the strongest sense of belonging to a community? And if so, what was it that made that experience so powerful? And when that question came up for me, I, I had an example straight away that popped mm-hmm. into my head, um, which I'd love to share. So it was probably about six years ago, maybe even a little bit more, six, seven years ago, um, when I joined Evolution Choir in Salisbury. Mm-hmm. I'd been having a few one-to-one lessons with Lily, who's the choir leader. And she said, oh, I think you'd really love it. Come along to the, the choir session and give it a go. I was like, okay. So I took myself off down to Tesco's in their community space that they they have there and that's where we were doing rehearsals and I didn't know anybody else that was within that uh choir um so I didn't really know what I was walking into but I guess from the energy that I'd got from Lily I'd got a kind of a gauge which which I now know is energy I didn't know it to be energy at the time but so I walked into the room and I just sort of looked around as you do and just immediately there was this sense of calm and it was just like, oh, okay, I'm meant to be in this space. And everybody was, hi, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? There was hugs. Which was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And just immediately you felt like you belonged there or that you were meant to be there for whatever reason. And whenever anyone even asks me now about oh what, what's what's choir like what's choir like and I said well you just ha- you have to go and you have to actually physically experience it because I can't put it into words because I don't know sometimes the way you feel is hard to put into words right um yes 
I'm listening to a book at the moment called Conversations with God. And in it, God mm -hmm. responds to Neil, the author. He says that uh, words are the lowest or the worst purveyor of truth. Mm. it's almost like there are things off this world that aren't meant to be described with words because the words yeah. are the lowest purveyor of truth yeah it's definitely that it's definitely it was very much a feeling and the way that those people that were in that room at that moment made me feel and still do make me feel to be perfectly honest with you because most of them are still there and in that choir mm. and when I get to go back and experience that from time to time that same energy yeah is there and then you get to sing as well and that just obviously takes it a whole whole new level so there's um, people that go out and write books they interview people mm. about this sort of stuff and they try and come up with some form of three step five step to creating that type of community if you would like to put yourself in that <clears throat> that moment mm. and and start to you know visualize and re-experience the internal and the external cues that were present so you talked about being calm as very much of an internal cue that you knew where yeah. you were supposed to be yeah. if you were to gaze your eyes upon the people in the room are there any kind of like visual clues that that made you feel like you belonged in that moment besides the hugs I suppose I suppose people were smiling mm. you know and, and mm. their and their body language would be the things that you I would have picked up on you know they were all very relax themselves which then makes yeah. you then feel that way um but and then I suppose although we've talked about not being able to use words to describe the feeling but the fact that they were all very chatty and saying mm. hello and opening up the dialogue to communicate and to connect I suppose yeah. um would be the yeah. thing as you speaking, I was thinking about those moments where people come into our coffee connections. So for those that don't know, we we have coffee commerce, uh, coffee connections in person once a month. And we take over a space of a garden centre kind of cafe. And and it's just like if you're new, you're getting a hug, like you're getting yeah. a welcome. It's like it's like it's like we've been lifelong friends. And, yeah. you know, I think if you want people to feel welcome, you've got to be welcoming. Mm. Uh, if you if you want people to feel like they belong then allow them that space or just let them know, you know, how we're trying to overcome, not we, but the world sometimes tries to overcomplicate stuff, which is, have you told people that they belong? You belong here. You are one of us. Like, so good to have you with us, you know, and the smile mm -hmm. are the feedback mechanisms. The, the, the smile is the authentic expression of what's already on the inside, which is a genuine belief that you are with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as I think that is a good point to make about what I was saying when I when I get to go back into this environment, those smiles and things are still there, you know, from yeah. those people, you know, yeah. and even from me in return, you know, it's just like, oh my God, we're here, we get to do this yeah. again, amazing, you know. Um, so that for me is definitely one of the most strongest sense of belonging to a community that you know I've. I've got to experience and I guess and that's quite a benchmark for me I guess in what I try and do everywhere else that I yeah. go you know well it's revealed a possibility hasn't it it reveals something that you know to be possible and then what we then do is because we believe it possible we then have the responsibility to create that if mm -hmm. we know it's possible mm -hmm. there's a gap between what we're doing and what we could be doing 
Yeah. And that that's for me, leadership. And that's for us kind of our soul's heart work and highest expression mm-hmm. is if we know we can do those things and we're not doing those things. Well, that's the call on our heart is to is to bring our highest vision for what we're capable of. Yeah, I think for me as well, it was a realisation with with that same group that I had recently that actually before I considered what like a healing journey experience was that was actually the start of it even like back then Mm. so I think again similarly like you're saying knowing that and having that information now that insight I think if more people can experience that what more wonderful things are gonna are gonna happen for people or for groups of people you know Mm. um yeah when you ask that question um whilst it so the question is what's a moment in your life when you felt strongest sense of belonging to a community and what made that experience so powerful well my first example went to a moment where i observed the community rather than being part of it and sadly it was um it was steph's funeral so steph um is is was the great friend of our was the best friend of our great friend bethan bethan who was on the podcast last year um and yeah, sadly, Steph lost her life in in a motorcycle accident. And to support Beth and I went to the funeral. And like, whatever is said about the biking community, I saw a completely different side of it on that day. Mm-hmm. I saw an incredible display of community, comradeship, of honor. Like, it was both tribal, physical, sensory, like mm-hmm. hundreds of bikes all people in this kind of like formation the noise was just overwhelming like the roar of the engines was just rattling through my heart you then had the emotion on display which for me is a visual thing that there's clearly some care here you know grown men biker men you know traditionally not the you know the emotional type grown men in their leathers shedding tears over the tragic death of a of a young female within their tribe you know even Mm. worse uh, uh, you know a more vulnerable member of the community should we say and it was just incredibly powerful in the way that they all came around for each other the way that they were just in arms of each other like during the service and um and then the, the the motorbike salute that they gave her as well like honestly there was just something tribal and sensory so I'm kind of unpicking some of my observations yeah. around what is it really that makes a community? Is it, is mm. it? And I think it's all of it. It's it's both the, this is what we like to do together. This is what bonds us, mm. despite our physical differences. And then you had the display of care. And then there was some form of like uh, uniform or kind of things that made us look similar. And then there was the ritual. You know, mm. these these the things that we did to honor that human being, whether it be in formation, whether it rev the engine in a, in a not in a ring, 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 boy racer, mm-hmm. it was a, vroom, vroom. it was almost like a salute and it's like a 12 barrel salute or whatever it's called that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering like how much, how much of this is seen and how much of it is, is, is unseen, you know, and what makes up this feeling of, of belonging. There's, there's probably quite a, Probably quite 50-50. I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head. Um, yeah, w- without being too spiritual about it, but mm. I truly believe this. I truly believe that our next phase of evolution is community. It's n- uh, people think right if we if okay little science lesson, 
from the dawn of all time, stardust, right? We've got two atoms come together to create a molecule. Two molecules come together to create something new. And so goes the one plus one equals three until it creates the human. And many people think that the human being is the end of that evolution process. But here's what I believe to be true. I believe the next phase of our evolution is when we come together as one. When you and I put aside our differences and we act as if we are one heart and mind. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as a 12 year old, I got a real insight into that vision because I went to Anfield Football Stadium mm-hmm. and I got to listen to a roaring rendition of You'll Never Walk Alone. 40,000 Liverpool fans. You'll Never Walk Alone. Scarfs aloft. And I was a Chelsea fan. I didn't I didn't had nothing to do with being a Liverpool fan. Quite hated them, if I'm honest. Like, as a 12 year old. But there was spine tingling, like goosebump stuff. And I think that's what our next phase of evolution is, to transcend our mind and to be connected. I believe that every human being is connected via the power of the heart, via a imaginary kind of spider web. Let's just imagine it like that. There's a connection between all hearts, right? We just don't get to see that web. We don't get to see the energy interact between hearts, but I truly believe that it's there. And I truly believe then that the next phase of our evolution is when we realize that there's a web connecting us both and we act as if we were one. Mm, yeah. And I suppose... You know Go ahead. No, I was just thinking, it's, I suppose, through this repetition of creating belonging will allow everybody the opportunity to to see that for themselves and realize that that is yeah and and one of the things that i want to share with you in a second is from zachariah who i interviewed last week who will be on the podcast in a couple of weeks time he's the um, founder of a, of a wonderful nonprofit called the scatter joy project mm. one of the things that he's picked up on is this idea of okay some communities can be driven by shared values shared activities you know, Liverpool, we wear the same top, we support the same team, we have a shared goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the other communities that particularly with the master heart and mind that we're part of, it's not even about necessarily a shared goal, but actually the the feeling of belonging comes from not just what I can contribute, but sometimes my shadow, sometimes the the weakness and the flaw and the bits that I wish none of us was able to see because if I'm honest, I didn't feel like I belonged too much in the police because um, it didn't accept, say, some of my flaws, some of my weaknesses, some of my less desirable behaviours. And and it, and it makes you feel like you self-censor. It makes you feel like you can't be your fullest expression, which isn't love. And that isn't because John D. Martini said that the purpose of love is authenticity, not happiness, but authenticity. So when we're trying to create belonging in a community, if we truly love, irrespective of where you wear, whether you wear blue or red, mm-hmm. if we create love, then the result becomes your authenticity, your freedom of expression, not based on what you can just perform or contribute and all that you're good at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what belonging feels like in a community is that we put aside our differences and 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 Zachariah says it wonderfully. Shall I share it? Please. All right. Uh, let me try and do share sound. Do not judge how many tabs I have open. 
Okay, can you see that? Uh, yes. There we go. All right. Here's a clip from Zachariah Thompson, founder of Scatterjoy Project. Usually community, when we think about community, we do a lot of like community focused work within the mental health nonprofit with Scatterjoy. Like our last two mental health awareness themes have been uh, community over everything and strength in numbers. Mm. It's not like you're enough or like mm. all these like trendy, like mental mm -hmm. health terms. It's like, it's about community. And so what we mean by that is like, usually when we think about connection and community, we think about common bonds mm -hmm. and, and yes, that's like great. Like it's, it's amazing to say like, Oh, we love the same uh, football club or, Oh, we love the same food or, Oh, we, we celebrate the same holidays. Like we believe in the same God and like that forms bonds. But I think right now, we need to move past like community only being about bonds. It needs to be about bridges. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? What comes to your heart and mind move beyond bonds and it be about bridges? I just think initially that took me straight back to the soup kitchen. Yeah. And, uh, the opportunities that it would give other members of our community to feel and experience belonging if we were to yeah extend mm. those bridges more and invite them in you know so for those of uh, our non-english audience that may be unfamiliar with the soup kitchen can you just describe a oh, bit about what it is and what um, you ended up doing yeah so a soup kitchen is somewhere where our homeless friends or people that are struggling can go to get some food if they need to of an evening within our local area um and during the pandemic i was very keen to give back in some way that i could and um i love feeding people <laughs> so uh i put the two and two together and just started showing up at my local soup kitchen and started making sort of connections with people just having conversations just being somebody that they could talk to you know I wasn't I wasn't always necessarily even handing out food I, I just would show up and just be there if they needed yep. someone to talk to um yeah so this idea of uh bridges rather than you know because I, I wouldn't have had a lot in common with those people yeah absolutely not I can hold my hands up and say that but yeah yeah what we <laughs> What we do, what we did have in common was that we both wanted a sense of belonging somewhere. And we both wanted, needed mm. someone to talk to, to see us, to hear us, to love us. And so you walked across the bridge and met each other in the middle. Yeah. Do you think that um, there was a vulnerability to meeting in the middle? Like, obviously, clearly you've run halfway across the bridge and said, mm. come on, it's safe. Like, because that's the type yeah. of person you are but, but yeah i mean was it's... everybody as willing to meet you halfway across that bridge no not at all and i understand that completely because there is going to be fear kicking around in there for a lot that's of one particular people. example that i was thinking about oh um the guy that opened up to me or the guy that introduced me that time uh, yeah the guy that opened up after a period of time of you showing up yeah, so I kept going and going, and uh, there was one guy um, 
he would never really engage, but I'd always speak to him, say hello, smile. Um, and then one week I showed up and there was a group of people there that were dealing with handing out the food and this, that and the other. And they were a little bit abrupt with me. And they're like, well, well, who are you? Why are you showing up? Yeah. And he just goes, oh, this guy who hadn't really said anything up until this point. He said, well, this is Abby. She just comes and she <laughs> says hello to us and she, she shows up and she brings us things and we have a chat and this, that and the other. And that was the moment for me that made me realise that, you know, it was these little gestures of opening up these bridges now, which I think we'll, we'll call them, um, to allow these people to see that, there is opportunity to, to, to belong and to be seen and be heard and show up as you are. And yeah. So I, I love the story of that. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being the example of love that this community mm. needed. And um, I think, cause sometimes we're trying to draw out the lessons here. Mm. There's a word that I've written down as you were speaking, which is about consistency. And I, and, and then you ask your question, well, what is it that you were consistent with? And I think, it, it, the 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 experience that that gentleman had of you was that you were consistent with who you say you are. Mm. That's what builds trust, you know, because it's like, how do we know that the dog's not going to bite us? Well, we consistently go and see that it doesn't bite us. And then we see that we get an understanding of who it is and how it behaves and how it operates. And then we feel, okay, now I can yeah. entertain that risk. I think that's the same with belonging in a community is that through our consistency, we show who we say we are, meaning that those people who are looking and observing can have a degree of trust that we are who we say we are and do what then is vulnerable, which is then to reach our hand because it is vulnerable to rely on the help and support and connection of another because, you know, who, you know, who was I in amongst all of, everything that was going on for them you could have been another person to let them down yeah 100 percent. yeah you know why why put any kind of faith in me that yeah I'm there to do anything different mm. consistency mm. is an expression of our authenticity leading to trust and it's that then isn't it by showing up by being the presence of love, by being true to who we say we are, we demonstrate that as a living example, not just with words, but with actions. Love is action. And then we slowly build up that trust and people feel like they can come with. And I guess any any kind of like message to any per- in a similar position to us that is building in a community or wants to start one, is this stuff, this stuff like our, our good friend talks, Jonathan Darling talks about micro moments micro moments and this stuff is built on series of many many moments that over time stack up like yeah you gotta be you gotta be patient with this stuff and just make the deposits yeah definitely that uh if i i, I have to admit not of being as consistent of late <laughs> but you know um but I know that well, you, you well, have, it, I think I you have, yeah. but you've been consistently because you, here's what I know about you, wherever you go, mm-hmm. there you are. All right. Yeah. And you are Abby, wherever you go, which is why you're having an impact in a different community. You've mm-hmm. just, if, imagine it's like theme hospital, right? I've just picked up Abby yeah. and I've put her in a different place. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I challenge the use of the words inconsistent. I just think you're consistent, but you're in a different community. You place yourself somewhere different. Yes. And Would that be fair? 
yeah I think that would be fair and yeah that's brought me back to thinking about you know well I know now that they have somewhere to go we set that up they now have somewhere to go for a hot sit-down meal in a warm comfortable building where they get to meet people and have conversation and and so I I am at peace that that is happening for them which is wonderful and it but it wouldn't have happened and those people wouldn't have come along had I not started in that space of just showing up in the car park you know yeah 100% (laughs) yeah being the example of love in the community um Mm -hmm. one of the things we've talked about here is 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 being a bridge and Mm. I feel like the early days of COVID when we're all in that kind of no idea what's happening no idea there was a there was a desire to have a but once we've got past the bit of punching each other in the face over a toilet roll (laughs) (laughs) but the whole the whole clapping on a Thursday night the whole there, there was a there was a desire for more bridges and community I feel at that time because we were going through something unusual and I think sometimes yeah. the enemy and the barrier to community is is busyness mm. is disconnection I think there's the, like the, the understanding as well that like you are not the only person going through something like everybody is going through something and it doesn't have to be the same thing but you can still be of support and of yeah. assistance I think as well. well the second what's the second question that you wanted to pose um well it was just to imagine a world without any communities and so then how different would your life be and what sort of aspects of a community do you think you would miss the most yeah I am um... Our good friend, Kat Moore, uh, Director of Belonging at uh, University of Southern California, she said that we even come to life tethered to another human being. Mm-hmm. We're born to be in relationship. We're born yeah. to be in community. Yeah, yeah. So the opposite of being in community is, is, well, the punishment used to be you send out into exile because that would inevitably mean you're banished from the tribe. That would certainly give you death. You no longer gain access to the resources and the support and the protection of the tribe. So, mm-hmm. I think it's that. I think it's that important. But we've only got to look as far as places like online, uh, or, or maybe um, cities is probably a better example. Yes, there'll be pockets of community wherever you go within the city. But I think if I think what the world is is trying to do is is promote self. You know, we're in the we're in the selfie culture, right? Self love, selfie. Everything's about self. Mm. There's nothing about we and us, which means that we're so busy building lives around our career, our financial status, our worth, our this, our self love and healing, and and it and it's missing a very important ingredient is that we do that best in community. Our heart work is 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 what it is because there's someone in the world that needs it we then get healing by experiencing the hard work of other people we learn about ourselves in relationships so it just misses the fundamental i think purpose of life which is to journey with other human beings to experience this life rather than acquiring more stuff in the pursuit of self-promotion and self-advancement yeah i think i'd rather require people (laughs) that's to be my people you're my people come on come be my people yeah no there's 
Well, it was always the way, wasn't it? Like, I just, well, I didn't even have to think that far back, just even to my own grandparents. You know, yeah. time that I spent with them, they were busy, they were working, but they still had time for us. But the things that we learned were things were like, we learned life skills from them. You know, we were out in the garden planting and digging up the vegetables or I just, I just always remember with my grandmother, I, le- I know it sounds, it might sound ridiculous, but I learned how to roll cutlery, which then like served me later on when I was like studying in, in the hospitality industry, you know, and things like that. It's just, there were just so many experiences and things that I learned through my elders. And I think mm. that should still be a way that things are done, you know, although, albeit probably different skills now, but yeah. still should be a way of learning for, for all of us. Well, exactly. So family being another example of communities. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Gordon Neufeld talked about how the family is a natural system of cascading care. Mm-hmm. But in modern days, we've got multiple generations of divorces and there is no multi-layer generational learning and hand-me-downs, which means, you know, people like me, um, I, I'm not very good at the DIY stuff. Um, you know, fortunately we've got, we've had like my nan around and stuff like that. So the idea of like good food and roast dinners and community is not something that we miss, but there's definitely an exchange. You know, for my, my, my grandfather was a woodwork teacher. Right. I couldn't do anything with my hands to do with woodwork. Do you know what I mean? So there's a failure there in that, in that hierarchy yeah. because that hasn't been passed down, <laughs> but we, sh- we should have done, right? I say should have loosely. I don't believe in the word should, but mm. in a system that has all it needs and it just has to hand it down, well, that didn't happen. That transfer didn't happen. And therefore you've got the, the new generation that is without. Mm. And uh, there was a wonderful clip I shared in the community, I think a couple of weeks ago, which is it's not about what you leave behind, it's what you leave within. Mm. And that that really does guide me is about how how much are we as communities not leaving behind for each other, but leaving within each other. Mm. Yeah, that's with me. I can see though how if people were to like reach out or not even reach out but come together, mm. um, there are I don't know there are just so many pockets of people that you could learn so much from still um and yeah how do we how do we curate that a little bit more i wonder yeah you got one final question do you want to make time for that um yeah one second would you like me to ask it of you yeah go on then you do that that'd be quite a good idea so you've written that communities can be both inclusive and exclusive Mm. um so can you recall a time when a community you were part of unintentionally left someone out? And how did that situation impact the community dynamics? Yeah, so for me, that took me back to university <laughs> times. That was the example that came up. Um, I think of a time where I tried to like join a club. This is very much about me. Um, I I showed up as as me, you know, as as I am even now. I think still even back then. Nickerson. Um, Nickerson, though, at the time, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, what was your nickname? What was your nickname? Oh, there were so many. <laughs> you can probably people can 
make up their own, I'm sure. Oh, Abby's got knickers <laughs> in the twist. Mm, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, I remember showing up to this club again not like fully ex- knowing what to expect or anything like that I guess it was kind of the opposite of what I described earlier and walked in and, and people were very much in their own little groups within the groups chatting and um, probably had a drink or something because it's university um and I, I just I didn't know where to put myself and I don't often feel like that in life in general but I really didn't know where to put myself and I tried to seek out the person who was sort of organizing running the club and I, I found them and I sort of asked some questions and they're like yeah just you know mingle take a seat you know there was nothing really encouraging to get me to want to be there or join in or anything like that I, I didn't go back <laughs> as you might imagine um because so many of my needs in that moment were not met. I um, yeah. I was I was not seen. I was not heard. I was not yeah, made yeah. To feel like I was meant to be there, or that they even wanted me there, um, or needed me there to to participate or whatever. Um, so that was very much an experience where they, like they got their people. So they thought, um, although they were looking for other people, they weren't. They weren't really. They weren't. They didn't want anyone else to be part of their club. And yeah, it felt horrible. Mm. <laughs> I've been very honest with you. And that was an example of where I felt like it was being very exclusive, you know. Sure. Um, and then it made me realise afterwards, actually, they probably weren't the kind of people that I'd want to hang around with. Mm. Anyway. but So, so not... all in all, it's a good thing then, isn't it? So mm, the, in a way, it, yeah. Well, it's, if, as long as it leads you to revealing who you people are then mm-hmm. and this is the whole conversations with god stuff where like neil's journaling with god saying oh even the bad stuff's good and so well yeah because like yeah. you know how it's polarity how are you supposed to know where you are do when you do belong if you don't know where you don't belong mm. yeah one of the things that kind of came up to me when you were talking is um life languages so you and i share a life language and if anybody's curious go to abty.co.uk forward slash gift do your free mini life language profile It'll give you insights into how you communicate with yourself and others. Um, and, and you and I share a lead language, which um, ultimately is answer is asking a subconscious question. We are looking for signals from everyone around us as to whether they care or not. We're going to look with our eyes. We're going to listen with our ears. And if we don't see it and hear it, we're going to assume what, Abby? We're, we're not good enough and we're being abandoned and we're not needed and we're not loved. <laughs> That you don't care. You don't care. And and this is the interesting words where it was unintentional. You know, recall a time where someone unintentionally left you out. So life. So whilst I don't have an example to share with you at the moment, I I, I hypothesize with my life language that says that's how I would react. Mm -hmm. If I felt that even if it was someone unintentional, my instinct and my flaw and my default would be to take that personally. And I would feel that it was a symptom of you not caring. So I would probably feel sorry, woe is me for myself, until someone was like, oh, yeah, sorry. That was, you know, yeah. I didn't mean to miss you. I just, yeah. yeah. It was a spontaneous spur of the moment. And <laughs> like, you don't care about me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. If only I knew some more then what I know now, but, you know. <laughs> yeah well you know just to just to go through some of the other languages in case that doesn't resonate with with you listening that the mover is going to want to know the motive why have you left me out 
the doer is going to go, well, uh, why, aren't, why aren't I appreciated? Why don't I have a space and, you know, an opportunity to join in? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the influencers can be like, oh, well, we're not on the same page. We're not communicating. Well, there's no connection here. Uh, the, the shaper is like, well, whose plan was that? And why wasn't I part of the plan? <laughs> the producer is like, well, someone's not got their admin in order because I wasn't on the list. And then the contemplator is like, well, I don't know if I was interested anyway. <laughs> funny. Yeah. funny, funny, funny. Right, how should we wrap this up? What is the what is the best way? Channel your inner Nathan Todd. Hmm. Happy birthday, Nathan Todd. At the time of release, happy birthday, Nathan Todd. There's a few birthdays in the community. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Callum Woods, 40th. Yeah. Channel your inner Nathan Todd and pose a question for our watchers and our listeners. What is the uh, what is the meditation that you can send out on community for our watchers and listeners in this moment? Mm. Okay. Okay. If if you are to go out and build a bridge. Uh, what would that look like? What would you offer? What would you offer out on your bridge for someone to come and meet you halfway? Beautiful. Same time next month. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, if you enjoyed being part of this conversation, please, if you've got any questions, do feel free to um, either DM on Instagram at Always Better than Yesterday UK. You can um, respond to either of us or you can uh, email, which is podcast at ABTY, or you can respond to this if you're on YouTube. Um, and come and get involved. Head to abty.co.uk forward slash greenhouse. Come be part of our greenhouse. Come and spend time with our always better than yesterday community we can talk about community all that we want but sometimes the more that we talk about it the less we understand and i know that when you come and have a heart experience it will be worth more than a thousand words so that's our invitation isn't it yeah absolutely it's it's always in it to be experienced um and yes there will be hugs always (laughs) virtual or real yeah absolutely. absolutely nice one until next time guys peace and love